Welcome back to another episode of Husky Talk. Today we will be talking to a race director and race marshal of the Iditarod. He is also an Iditarod finisher. Please welcome to the show, Mark Nordman. Good morning, Mark. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to talk to us. Yes, good morning. You're a little quiet there on that end. Um, but we'll see what we can do here. Before we start our interview with you, we are going to test your Iditarod knowledge. We have five Iditarod trivia questions for you. Ready? I am ready. Who was the first female champion for the Iditarod? Uh, that was in 1985, and it was Libby Riddles. Whoa, good job. <laughs> what is the halfway checkpoint for the northern route? I'm sorry, I can't quite hear you guys. What is the halfway checkpoint for the northern route? That is Cripple. Wow, nice job. You got it. (laughs) Thank you. How many minutes apart do mushers start? Okay, I didn't hear that question at all. How many minutes apart do mushers start? How many minutes um, are you talking about in Willow or Anchorage? Willow. Two minutes. Correct. Great job. What was used for the very first finish line? Um, I'm going to guess Kool-Aid. Yeah, it was actually. Good job. Oh, good. Who has the fastest finish time? Oh, boy. Um, Oh, you might have me there because it's, I'm going to guess, Nordman. (laughs) Nice try. It was Mitch Savy. It was Mitch Savy. Okay. Good job. On the trivia, you were four out of five. Now we are going to find out more about you. So okay. the li- oh, <laughs> So the listeners know you are race director and race marshal of the Iditarod. Can you talk to us about those, what those two roles are? Oh, absolutely. So as race director, I kind of oversee everything related to the race out on the trail. And that's as far as setting up logistics, meaning moving people from one place to the other, making sure my people that help me out get the job done for all their heat and the straw, and of course, most importantly, the dog food, musher supply. And then I spend a lot of time uh, out in the villages, working with the schools, doing stuff like this with schools out there, and I kind of just oversee the whole race. And then with the race marshals aspect, I'm kind of the head referee of the event. Uh, I've got 10 judges that work under me as race marshal, and so it's a pretty good group, but 
lots of stuff to put on this dog race, from the Air Force to the veterinarians to the education to the muskers to the sponsors. It's a busy job. Okay, you used to be a musher. Talk to us about when you stopped, got involved as the race marshal for the Iditarod. Yeah, I, I did used to be a musher. I'm actually from Minnesota, and I ran the Bear Grease race there many, many, many times, and actually races all over the world. I came up to Iditarod as a race judge in 1988. And then after that, they asked me to be race marshal. So that's how I got into it. I, I actually took a year off from, um, I let a good friend of mine, Bill Galley, use my dogs in Minnesota. And so then I started doing the judging aspect. You finished the idea run in 1983? I did, yes. Can you tell us about that race and what the experience was like for you? Oh, it was it was an amazing experience. I was pretty nervous. You know, here I was from Minnesota and I'd never raced in Alaska and it's a long way and it was a different race then. Um, it took me, oh, you guys might even have how long it took me, but a lot longer than they do now. So, but it changed my life. It was a wonderful experience in the end. In fact, when I was coming up Front Street crossing the finish line, I didn't know. I had tears in my eyes, and I don't know if it was happy because it was over or I, because I wanted to keep on going. Um, what does this job look like throughout the entire year? For example, how is your job different in the summer than, say, right now? Yeah, that's a really good question, guys. Um, right now, it's seven days a week, nonstop, the phone's ringing off the wall, trying to get every everything all set up with volunteers and musher food drops. And I actually, this time of year, I go to a lot of other races. Uh, in a couple hours, I'm going to be leaving for Glen Allen, where the Copper Basin 300 is run. The next Thursday, I fly to Bethel to help out and be around the Cuscoquan 300 because there's lots of other races just besides that Iditarod. The winter's really busy. The summer's maybe a little less busy, but we're still ordering equipment and working on rules for the race and setting up, uh, working on insurance policies for Iditarod Air Force. So maybe it's a little more book work, you know, keeping notes and everything in the summer, but this time of year, it's seven days a week work. We found your time in 1983. It took you 18 days, 17 hours. Your fastest time was 13 days. Wow. Well, thank you for looking that up. You know, I've been doing this. I've been involved with Iditarod either racing for those years, those few years, or judging or race marshalling for 37 years. So a long time, I get confused on what I did when. What do you do specifically during the race? What do I do specifically during the race? Well, just a quick schedule. Normally, uh, everybody, of course, will start in Anchorage, and then I'm at our, our sponsor hotel, the Lakefront Anchorage, in, in Anchorage, of course. Uh, 
that's on Saturday night, and I stay there Sunday night after the restart in Willow. And then from there, I usually go up to McGrath um, on Tuesday, and then I always like to be in a hub, which are hubs, which is where all the major communications are, are either in Anchorage, McGrath, Unicleet, or Nome. So I'll spend a couple days in McGrath, and I get up in the morning, decide where I want to go, check on the mushers, check on the race itself, come back to the hub and do that again. And then I end up in Nome, and then we have meetings after and make sure I try to meet every muster as, it, as they cross the finish line in Nome. We are trying to, Oh, what's the craziest thing you have encountered while being a race marshal? Wow. <laughs> what's the craziest thing? I, I think one of them... A lot of them have to do with weather. I don't know that I have one craziest thing, but I know one year Jeff King, uh, our four-time champion, was almost going to win the race, and he had left White Mountain, and it looks like he was going to one that was going to get the trophy, and he got into a real bad storm, and other Alley Circle passed Jeff, and then Dallas City passed Alley and went on to win, and in fact, there was some of our insider crew they were um, reporting that Jeff King was going to win. And then I told them that Jeff King was not going to win. And so I think it usually has to do with weather. You know, lots of fun stories, but I probably should write a book. Mm -hmm. And then you could read the book. We are trying to promote all of the major slide dog races this year. Can you talk to us about what people should really know and understand about the Iditarod? Okay, could you repeat just the first part of the question? I'm sorry, it was kind of muffled. Um, we are trying to promote all of the major sled dog races this year. Can you talk to us about what people should really know and understand about the Iditarod? Yeah, I, I think the Iditarod is is a it's it's a culture. It's a uh, for our mushers, and and that goes the same for the other races too. As far as um, it's a lifestyle for the mushers, um, it's something that we, you know, as Alaskans, we really pride ourselves in. Um, all these races are good. Um, I, I actually enjoy helping out a lot of them, and, and some of them are qualifier races. But I think the biggest thing is, you know, now with the Internet, and you can find a list of names on our race site. And the Iditarod is kind of the Super Bowl, kind of the World Cups, the seventh game of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's kind of the, big, the biggest show on, on Earth. And... I'm just really glad you guys are interested in covering the race. Can you tell us the easiest way people can follow the race? I think, really, I think the easiest way is through the um, through the internet. Uh, go to our iditarod.com website. There's to really get involved with the race. We have a tracking the insider program. Has good videos, um, you know. Just 
not just the internet, though, even though it wouldn't be current for this year's race, there's a lot of good books out there, too, on the history. There's DVDs through Iditarod um, and through the education program. I mean, what's what's being done every year gets is more improved, more involved, and pretty much through the internet, I guess, would be the biggest start. But don't forget about reading books, because there's a lot, a lot of good ones out there. Now the next part of our show we call Lightning Round. We have five quick questions for you to answer as quick as you can. Are you ready? I am ready. Running the race or race marshal? Okay, repeat it one more time, sorry. Running the race or race marshal? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm still not getting it. A little louder. Running the race or race marshal? Um, race marshal. Finish first or red lantern? Uh, finish first. Favorite musher? I uh, didn't hear that one. Favorite musher? Favorite musher. Um, I would say, probably, oh, that's not very quick, is it? Herbie Knackbuck. Boston or Alaska? Oh, definitely Alaska. I was, I, I live in Alaska full time. I was just out in Boston for a quick trip there. Definitely Alaska. What is your favorite song? My favorite song. Uh, <laughs> oh, guys, uh, this isn't very quick either. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite song. Okay. Well, that's all we had. No favorite? Well, listen, you guys. Hold on. Thank you so much. You did a really good job. It's really cold up here at 16 below in Anchorage this morning. We have one and where more. I live up in Denali Park, it's 43 below right now. We have one more. We are asking all our guests, who are three people you feel would be great guests on our show? Um, Andy Mallard, who has done a lot of logistics for me. And I would say, um, have you had Stuart Stu Nelson yet, our chief veterinarian? Last year. Last year. I think last year. Okay, that's great. Uh, let's. So I only have one right now. Let's see. Uh, maybe Spencer Poppy. Spencer's our lead trail breaker. You know, he's. He's got kids, and he's a really nice guy, and he could talk to you about putting the trail in and what he sees for animals and everything else there. We had him two years ago. And but he was very maybe Scott Ivany, who's our chief pilot, our new chief pilot. He's a be willing to talk to you guys, too. Thank you. Well, well that, thank you all. I sure appreciate you getting in touch with me. 
Well, that's all we had for you. Thank you for taking the time to join us on our podcast today. Well, thank you, and keep up the good work. Special thanks to our guest, Mark Nordman, for being on our show this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please stop by iTunes and leave us a review. It helps with our ratings. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or people you would like to hear on the show, email us at huskytalk1 at gmail.com. If we hear you or you leave a review, we will read it on the show. We would also like to give credit to Hobo Jim for our theme song, the I Did Our Trail song. I did, I did, I did, yeah, I did it right, trail.